was in the spring one sunny day my sweetheart left me lord she went away and now she's gone and i don't worry lord i'm setting on top of the world welcome back to episode six of this season of the vmp anthology podcast as you know by now this season is devoted to the folk boom of the 50s and 60s and the record label that brought many of the boom's best artists and albums to record stores and festivals around the world vanguard in this episode we cover the fifth album in your box doc watson's self-titled debut album Doc Watson was somewhere in between Joan Baez and Skip James in terms of his age and novelty in the folk revival. Losing his eyesight at age two and spending his days and nights absorbing generations of Appalachian folk tunes, Doc was, quote, discovered in his late 30s by Ralph Rinsler, who recognized Doc's unique talents and realized he'd do well on the coffeehouse and folk circuit. Through a rare quirk in the bands he was in, in order to be heard properly in the outdoor venues he often played, Doc transposed the main instrument of Appalachian folk, the fiddle, to an acoustic guitar, developing a flat-picking style where he both plucked and picked at his guitar strings, playing dexterous, complicated riffs that rang through the clamor of a get-down. Doc was the closest thing the folk scene had to a Jimi Hendrix. He was, by a considerable margin, the greatest technical instrument player in all of folk for the entirety of the 60s. His songs and style will become standard issue for many of the folk guitarists who came in his wake, and tales of his prowess would grow like folk tales that a generation before were relegated to figures like Paul Bunyan and Johnny Appleseed. His self-titled Vanguard debut remains his finest dispatch, an album that serves as a clearinghouse for everything that made Watson special, his deep knowledge and repertoire, and his unbelievable dexterity with an acoustic guitar. In this episode, I talk with Elijah Wald, who in addition to being a blues and folk writer and historian, admires Watson as a guitar player, as he has played in traditional blues and folk bands inspired by Watson's music. Here, we talk about Watson's unlikely rise to folk fame, why his guitar playing stood out, and the mechanics of flat picking. Doc Watson was another, in his way, as unlikely a thing as bias. I mean, Doc Watson showed up as the blind kid who plays guitar for Clarence Ashley. That's the reason Doc Watson has ever been heard of. That's the reason we know his name. Mm -hmm. Clarence Ashley had recorded back in the 1920s. He got rediscovered by the guys from the New Lost City Ramblers and the the friends of old time music in New York. And he just happened to have this young blind kid who they let him play guitar. And literally they would phrase it that way. They let him play guitar for them. And Doc had been playing a Gibson, a gold Gibson Les Paul electric guitar in a local dance band. And since the local dance band was an electric combo, when people wanted to do old square dances, because this was out in the country and they wanted fiddle tunes, Doc had worked out how to play the fiddle tunes as guitar solos, which Hmm. no one was doing. And that was as part of him being part of an amplified show band. But suddenly he's around all these New York kids and they hear him doing these 
guitar things that no one has ever done on guitar. You know, he's just come up to be with Clarence Ashley, but now they hear him and they go, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So he records this album and it included Black Mountain Rag, which essentially that track invented modern flat picking. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are no guitar solos on bluegrass records before Black Mountain Rag. Hmm. But everybody in that world learned Black Mountain Rag. And suddenly you have a, a world of bluegrass lead guitarists, something that had never existed before Doc Watson. Guitar and bluegrass is entirely a rhythm instrument. You will hmm. not hear one guitar solo on a Bill Monroe record. It's banjo and mandolin. Right. And Lester Flatt playing bass runs. And that's what guitar did. Now, Doc had been listening to the Delmore brothers who played on tenor guitar, things that were not all that different, but they didn't do virtuoso fiddle tunes the mm -hmm. way he did. There had been previous people who did as guitar duets. I'm not saying no one had ever done that, but no one had ever done that with that level of skill. And he also did that fingers picking version of Deep River Blues, which when I started playing guitar, I mean, in my world, that was like Stairway to Heaven was in other <laughs> worlds or Blackbird. Mm -hmm. I mean, you played that. Everybody played that. Hmm. It, 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 you know, you played Freight Train and you played Deep River and the next step up from Freight Train, you played Deep River Blues. We all mm -hmm. played it. I huh. mean, the, you, you won't find any folk blues fingerstyle guitarist my age who can't play you Deep River Blues note for note off the Doc Watson album. Wow. I, yeah, I did not know that it had that kind of that kind of reach. That's awesome. No, absolutely. I mean, uh -huh. literally, I you know, I have never asked like the English guys, Bert Yancher, John Renborn, play me Deep River Blues, but they could. Uh -huh. I promise you, there's no question. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can pick up a guitar and do it now. We all, you know, it's just that's in our DNA. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we also learned a lot of those songs. I mean, I probably still can sing half that album. And I mean, the way I learned that I would never be a flat picker was trying to play Black Mountain Rag. Like the same way that, that uh, future metal guitarists learned that they wouldn't be Eddie Van Halen, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can't play Eruption. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. That was Spanish Fly. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> so, no, that, that record simply changed that world completely. Uh -huh. And can you explain to me, like, you know, for, for people who are not aware, like, what is flat picking as Doc Watson invented it? Oh, it just means literally that you're holding this little celluloid or tortoise shell flat pick in your hand and you're playing the guitar with that object rather than picking it with your fingers. Mm -hmm. And basically what people did with flat picks was strum. Strum and play bass the way Lester Flat did or the way Woody Guthrie did. And you just used a flat pick because it was louder. But what Doc did, and he wasn't the absolute first. I mean, there were people in jazz guitar, you know, Charlie Christian, Django mm -hmm. Reinhardt were using flat picks. But Doc brought that BB King. You know, there were people doing it, but he brought that level of skill. And I promise you, Doc had listened to Charlie Christian and Django Reinhardt and BB King. Mm -hmm. But he took that level of skill to playing fiddle tunes. And I mean, there was no reason for anyone to do that before. Because if you were out in the country, 
Guitar is a loud instrument. If you don't have amplification, you can't play a guitar solo in a band. Mm-hmm. You can play a fiddle. You can play a mandolin. You can play a banjo. So those were the solo instruments, and guitar was a rhythm instrument. And that's true until you have amplification. And because of that, since out in the country, even in the early 60s, bands were still playing dances all the time without amplification. Guitar simply didn't do that in country music, you know, in in old time country music, square dance music or in bluegrass. So Doc, you know, if Doc had if Doc's album had not been solo, I wonder whether he would have played those solos. But Hmm. it was and he did. And the world was changed forever. This season of the VMP Anthology podcast is written, hosted, and produced by me, Andrew Winnestorfer. It's executive produced by Amelia Sutliff and edited by Porama Chakravarti. It was recorded in my basement in St. Paul, Minnesota, so I would be remiss if I don't extend a very special thank you to Arthur and Remy for being very, very good boys and not being noisy while I was recording this. A special thanks to Elijah Wald for sitting in on Google Hangouts talking about old folk music with me. We'll see you next episode for our final episode when we cover Skip James. And as always, as a reminder, listen to more Dave Van Rock. <laughs>